Welcome to the Family Connections Podcast, where we are connecting parents and families to God, each other, and the church. Hey, thanks for joining us today on our episode of Family Connections. We're going to be talking about overcoming parenting myths. See, without knowing it, we've grown up accepting myths about parenting well before we became parents. Some of these myths are so easily believed and and ingrained in our minds and practiced without ever being challenged. But now's the time to expose these for what they are, obstacles and burdens that adversely affect families. So today, for every myth that we reveal, we also want to point out an important truth to help parents to effectively and joyfully raise their children in the Lord. So here are seven myths to overcome. Savannah, why don't you start us off with the first one? Yeah, absolutely. The first myth is that parenting comes naturally. Mm. Uh, And we see this, um, or we have this feeling that parenting should come to us immediately. Uh, And maybe you had great parents as a kid or you didn't. And so going into parenting, you have sort of an idea of, okay, this is what I want to do, or I don't want to do something that my parents did. Um, But that doesn't really mean that it's going to come naturally. Uh, And I think especially as a mom, there's this um, talk about like, oh, the second you hold your baby, you'll just know. Or even the second you're pregnant, you already have this maternal instinct. And mm. people will tell you on these mom Facebook groups like, oh, just trust your mommy gut. And <laughs> there's this feeling of like, what What if I don't have that mommy gut? Like, what does that look like to have that? Um, and I think it's because we live on this myth that it should just be coming naturally. And I can speak into it from the female side of struggling with postpartum depression uh, that women have a hard time opening up about this struggle because we've been told this lie that we need to have this immediate connection um, that suddenly we'll just be the perfect mom right away and we'll know exactly what we need to do. And um, and so when we don't have that or we don't feel that connection, we it sort of starts to crumble, right? We start to think, well, maybe there's something wrong with me because I've heard about this that, oh, you just know what to do when it's your baby and when you're holding your baby and you'll just have the answers. So then when you don't, it feels like maybe I'm doing something wrong. Um, But I think it's important to realize that not everyone will have that. I think some people certainly will, um, but not everyone will have that instinct kick in right away uh, and that we're all learning as we go, whether we admit it or not, um, or whether you see other parents admit it or not. Uh, All of us are just learning as we go. So the truth to combat that myth is that Uh, We learn how to parent as we grow in the Lord and as we adjust to the particular needs of our children. Uh, God empowers us supernaturally. And I think it's also important to note that each kid is different. I certainly hear stories of parents who say, wow, my first kid was just so easy, right? They uh, slept through the night really quickly and they ate every food I gave them. And so I had a second kid thinking, wow, I'm such a good parent. (laughs) And then the second kid reminded us that they are different and God has made them differently And uh, God equips us to be the parent uh, that each of our kids needs. um, But that happens as we rely on him. Mm. You know, that's so interesting when you're mentioning about that as a particular myth. I I know from the uh, uh, from the dad side uh, how easily that could be and not even thinking about how my wife or how the mom deals with that. So that's excellent points that you brought up. Well, one of the myths that uh, I was thinking of is I'm judged by my kids behavior. And I don't know, maybe that's more of a guy thing, but you know, you think about your, your image and the way that your kids are, you know, behaving and, and how that uh, affects you and your family name. And, 
And really, uh, I find that when we buy into this myth, we're really becoming Pharisees as parents, uh, that we're focusing on the behavior and not the heart. And so really, this myth contains the underlying fear that our children might stray from the faith and misbehave. Uh, it makes me think of verses like Proverbs 22, 6, that we think is a promise, right? Train up your child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. And there are many, uh, a parent that um, has felt bad uh, because they think it's a promise rather than a general maxim. And, and I think with that is also um, this compulsion for us as parents to resort to moralism Hmm. and to think that if they act like a Christian that, you know, following the rules, that everything's fine. And so it's parenting to behavior, uh, but it's also with the fear that I, as a parent, am judged uh, by my kids' behavior. And especially, I think, in Christian circles, I think it's very easy for parents to buy into this myth of, of fellow churchgoers that are looking at you uh, your family, your kids, and and making an assumption about who you are as a parent. So, you know, think about it this way. Are, are you so concerned that you'll be judged by their behavior, whether it's good or bad? And another question I think to, to ask yourself if you've bought into this myth, are you afraid that your child might tarnish your family's good name? And then you just might be buying into this myth. See, one nasty side effect of of this is a controlling environment um, created by a parent or both parents to make sure that their kids behave perfectly. And really, the truth to combat this myth is that we're responsible to teach, discipline, and encourage our kids so their hearts will belong to the Lord. And we must accept that mistakes are made along the way. You see, by admitting that we all make mistakes and sin. We allow forgiveness and grace and mercy to be demonstrated in powerful ways. And, and I think that that's so important for us to understand because if we're buying into this myth of that I'm judged by my kids' behavior, um, we all lose. The kids lose. Uh, as parents, we lose. And so we just need to, to remember that it's all about the heart. Yeah, I think of... Uh some Sundays as a kid going to church and fighting with my brother in the backseat of the car and you pull into the church parking lot and you know the mom says okay pull it together because we're at church and uh and so you jump out of the car and you smile and you you know act like you and your brother love each other so much Uh, but I think uh that's true that it affects both the parent and the kid to have that attitude and to have that pressure of when I'm in front of other Christians I need to really pull it together um but there's so much grace there from God when we yeah. admit that we are not perfect and we can't expect our kids to um, behave a certain way either, uh, which transitions into the next myth uh, that we can be the perfect parent. Hmm. Um, and so what this looks like for some of us is this idea that we can have it all. So um, the difficulty there is that uh, it's difficult to define what the attainable goal is. So when you think about being the perfect parent and you start to think, okay, how do I define that? Is that uh, I'm trying to do a certain number of fun activities with my kid a week. As a parent, a stay-at-home mom may be thinking, okay, we need to go to a certain number of places or we need to do this uh, activity or my kid needs to know their alphabet by the time they're three. Um, It's so hard to define. Uh, 
And it's um, we can never be perfect parents because there isn't an attainable goal by which we can measure success, especially when we compare our families to other families and maybe their perfect parenting looks different than yours. Uh, So the question that we have to ask is, what drives you as a parent? And being the perfect parent, when we get to the heart of it, it really isn't so much about being perfect, but putting on the appearance that we have everything together to outsiders. Uh, I think we're all aware that our kids know we're not perfect. Mm. Um, (laughs) If we have any self-awareness, we know that, especially inside our own home, uh, our kids certainly see um, the worst of us, I would say. Uh, So we know that, but we want to have this appearance around our friends and our family that, um, look, I really have it together as a parent. I'm really, really doing a great job. Uh, And so that's what we need to be evaluating is what drives us as parents. So the truth uh, related to this myth is that parents make mistakes and we need God's grace, forgiveness and empowerment to lead our families well. So Savannah, as you're mentioning that, I'm just curious, um, do you think that that this myth that it's it it happens more to moms because as as you're saying that that idea of the perfect parent and I'm I'm thinking about advertising I'm thinking about things inside and outside the church and I know that certain dads could but I'm just wondering do you think that that's something that's more on the on the mom side that that you as a as a mom are are confronted with to buy into that myth Yeah, I certainly can't speak to every couple's dynamic, but I know in my relationship with my husband, Stephen, I certainly feel that pressure a lot more than him. Um, I'm a working mom, but I have Fridays and Saturdays off, and my husband works on Friday, so I always try and do something with Piper that day. We're going to go to the zoo, or we're going to go to the park, or we're going to paint, or do a messy activity. Um, And I'll tell Stephen sometimes, like, I don't know what to do tomorrow, and he's like, well, just, like, just hang out with her, like just have fun. (laughs) And like, yeah, but I have to like, I have to use every single second to be pouring into her and I want to do activities that are beneficial for her and that she really feels the connection. And uh, so at least in our relationship, I think I certainly feel that more. And I think part of that is just the resources that are available for moms uh, and how easy it is to find an article about like the 10 best activities to do with your toddler. And Stephen is not looking up those things and moms often are (laughs) and there's some benefit to it right like I want to do something that my kid will enjoy and there's experts who have studied that and so great it's wonderful to read those things but I think I don't even think Stephen would think to do those things most of the time and it's not because he doesn't love Piper or doesn't want to be the best parent it's just again I think that different things drive us and as a mom there's feels like there's a lot of external pressure from mm. other moms and playing the comparison game to them. Yeah. And, you know, it's, in, it's interesting, as you mentioned about comparison, uh, just the next myth that I'd like to go over is this idea of no less than uh, uh, no less than success. And and I'm not saying that this is more driven on on the male side, but I, I think um, and maybe it could be for those of us that uh, grew up as athletes or being involved in competitive sports. But um, I find that a lot of people today are living vicariously through their kids' achievements, not even just sports. It could be music, dance, um, uh, grades, you know, put the sticker mm-hmm. on the back of their car. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but it, it, it breeds this idea that we have to be successful in everything. And, and going back to what I said earlier about not tarnishing the family name, uh, that's not just for behavior like I stated earlier, but it's also for those who are really achievement driven and the bar is set so high 
and our kids cannot measure up. And, and though they might for a time, they could end up resenting us. Um, you know, it could be because they've just done club sports or all these things for years and years. And I'm not saying that those things are inherently bad. It's just easy to get caught up into the myth that we want to make sure that um, nothing less than success in what we do. And and really the truth to combat this myth is that we're called to do our best and excel in the Lord. As Colossians 3.23 mentions that um, we're, we're doing it all for the Lord. Everything that we do, it's for the Lord. And so I think that that will help us to overcome this myth of no less than success. And, and kind of rolling into a, another myth uh, I think about, especially early on in my parenting career, uh, is the myth that the child comes first. And um, I, I, it's well-meaning, but misguided. And um, and this means everything revolves around your child. And sometimes this happens without even knowing it. Um, we get them involved in every activity under the sun. It could be sports and dance and music and activities galore, and not depriving them of anything. And, and sadly, this reveals that we have just made them into an idol. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not just when, you know, we bring them home as a newborn and, you know, we, our focus is on them. And of course, um, mother and child need to, you know, just bond together and, and what that looks like as, as a family. Um, we should be caring for our children, no doubt. But, you know, the child coming first uh, that's a huge myth. And, and really the truth to combat that is um, Jesus first, then spouse, then kids. I remember when uh, our four kids were young and were sitting at the table one time and one of them asked, you know, hey, daddy, who do you love the most? And I told them, mommy. <laughs> and they're like, no, no, which one of us do you love the most? I'm like, mommy. And and they looked and they went, wait a minute, why that answer? And I said, well, because in marriage, the two become one flesh. And so, and mommy came first. So just helping them to understand, yes, we love them dearly, each one of them and their uniqueness, but how the husband-wife relationship is so important. And of course, our relationship with Jesus is the most important. So obviously our growing love for Jesus is going to help our growing love for each other as husband and wife, and then how we pour into our kids. But it's uh, it's really one of those things that's so important because this is a especially for new parents this is a a big myth that hits them is that your child comes first unless and if they don't have the proper perspective it can go in much later into the kids elementary middle school and high school years right yeah i think there's so much wisdom in that that we could probably do a whole episode on it. <laughs> but I think it, it also lends itself to what we call the martyr mom complex. Mm. Uh, and I, it's in the circles that I'm in, I see so many moms who are trying to do it all. And they're uh, honestly, frequently um, complaining and frustrated about how they do it all and they work hard all day. And by the time their husband gets home, they're upset that their husband wants to sit down because they've been doing everything and carrying everything uh, and I think this comes back to the truth that when we're not putting Jesus first, when we're putting our kids first, we're running on empty and yeah. um, we're not doing our spouse any favors and we're not doing our kids any favors um, because we're not making that space to just rely on Jesus to mm. be our strength in parenting. Yeah. 
I think the next myth is that our kids have high standards for us. <laughs> uh, we have this feeling that we have to live up to these high standards our kids hold us to. Uh, we think that they're comparing us to their friends' parents or parents that they see in movies or shows. Uh, we worry that we're not going to be enough. Um, but like I was saying earlier, right, in my experience with doing activities with Piper and wanting to do the most fun thing we can possibly do with our day, I'm constantly reminded that Piper just wants my time. Yeah. Uh, she Sure, she loves experiences, but... That's not what she's uh, craving in her relationship with me. Um, we think about like, I I constantly joke, I've been getting really into baking and I say, you know, I want Piper to be the kid where her friends are like, oh, I hope Piper brings her mom's cookies. <laughs> uh, I want to be the best at baking or you want to get the best present for your kid or you think that your kids want the most presents or the best presents. Um, and we start to feel like maybe we're letting them down by not providing certain things. Mm. Um, but gosh, our kids just want our time. And the truth to combat that myth is that children want to be loved and cared for. And they see that when we put all the other stuff aside, when we put our phones down, um, when we stop trying to capture every picture perfect moment and just sit with our kid on the floor and we play with them. We play pretend kitchen with them or we play a video game with them or play a board game. Uh, That's where our kids feel valued. So kids don't have these high standards for us that we think they do. Oftentimes we're putting that on ourselves um, and our kids are never asking that much from us. Mm. You know, as you're saying that, Sav, I'm thinking about all the other myths and how a little bit of each of those myths can kind of go together for that one because it really messes with our minds on that. And and it's it's kind of funny as I think about my parenting journey since my four children are now adult children. And and there's this myth that, and this is our last myth that we're going to cover today is that, uh, that you eventually arrive as parents. And, and I have to laugh because when I talk to younger parents and I'm like, Oh no, (laughs) your work is never done. I mean, yeah, thankfully the diapers are done (laughs) and the potty training and all the stuff later on. But so this is the myth that, that a finish line actually exists and that you'll be done with your work. It's almost like, Hey, I'm going to retire near a golf course (laughs) or on the beach. I'm done with my parenting journey. You know, they've got out of the house, you know, they've gone to college or the military or they've done whatever. And, um, and so as a seasoned parent, or which is also uh, an old parent, um, <laughs> I've learned that, yes, it's true that the, the days are long, but the years are short uh, when it comes to parenting our young children. Um, you know, you blink and all of a sudden, like, what? They grew up. But, you know, our job's never done. The, the responsibilities look different. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are many, many days ahead of doing life with our, our adult children, uh, a phrase that Jim Burns likes to likes to mention. Um, and really, the truth is, is that we're always parents, but our role looks different as as we parent our adult children through friendship, uh, encouragement and support. So really, I'm not parenting my four adult children. I hope that in some way I'm I'm being present um, that there's some wisdom, some encouragement and support for them in their decisions that they don't have to do things the way that Sharon and I, uh, would do things that now we're empowering them Mm -hmm. to be adults and to live their life. And hopefully that they're loving and serving the Lord. But, 
yeah, we never arrive. There isn't a time that you could say when your kid turns 12 or your ter- kid turns 16 that you go, oh, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. I'm done. <laughs> My work here is done. Elvis has left the building. You know, I mean, it's like, no, it's it, it just it's going to look different. And to be quite honest, it's kind of awkward, you know, because you're trying to say, hey, how do they have their space? And, you know, when um, you know, when they're married, when they have kids, you know, we're. Uh, trying to think about what does that look like as they continue to get older and we get older and to realize, you know what, we haven't arrived. Our The hard work's been done, but actually, I'll be honest, this, this is kind of hard work that I didn't anticipate in mm-hmm. this season of life. And so as an encouragement to those uh, parents of adult children now, uh, you don't actually arrive, but we should enjoy where they're at just as much as Sav, you enjoy that time with uh, Piper and, you know, in the kitchen or your play kitchen or those kind of things. It just looks different of how we parent, uh, but you don't truly ar- uh, arrive at that at that place. Right. Yeah. And I am grateful for God's grace in that, that it seems that hmm. with each uh, new stage of parenting, with each added difficulty, you seem to get to leave one behind. So, <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that works all the way up through adult children, but I think about... Uh, every sleepless night when Piper was an infant thinking, okay, this will end. And of course, when that ends, Piper's talking and she has an attitude. And so that's a whole different challenge. <laughs> yes. But at least she's sleeping through the night. So <laughs> I think God does give us uh, little bits of grace throughout our parenting. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, as we continue through those different phases. Um, but I think in conclusion, um, there are lots of myths that we could work through and lots of lies, I think, that the enemy tries to feed us about what we need to do or be as parents. Uh, So I just want to encourage you parents to always take it back to scripture. And I think scripture definitely reminds us that we will never be perfect. uh, But we see so many examples just telling us to lean fully on God, that God will equip us to be the best parents for our kids. Uh, He didn't make a mistake. You didn't get handed the wrong kid in the hospital. (laughs) Uh, God has made you to be the perfect parent for your kid. Um, And we get to be that when we are leaning fully into him and trusting him as we parent our kids. So that's our episode for you today, and I hope that was an encouragement for you. Thank you for listening to this episode today. Family Connections Podcast is hosted by the Family Ministry Team of Cornerstone Bible Church. For resources and more information about the church, please go to cbcglendora.org. We would love to connect with you. Here are a couple of ways. Subscribe to Family Connections. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Interact with episode topics, ask questions, and share ideas on our site, familyconnections.buzzsprout.com. Do you like what you hear? Please leave a review. We look forward to being with you next time on the Family Connections podcast.